password. <laughs> that was perfect, though. Okay, great. Nailed it. Uh, hello, and welcome. <laughs> you can't laugh! <laughs> I wish I could do a spooky voice, but I can't. This is the What If I Told You podcast, a show where we put a spell on you, and now you're ours. Oh, you really are. All of you. Um, it is Sunday. I feel like it shouldn't be Sunday. I agree. I'm feeling like it's a Thursday. Um, I feel like it's Saturday. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the weekend has not happened. That's fair. Yeah. What I often wonder whenever I make it to Sunday and I feel like my weekend is just because there are so many things you can't do in the week that you have to do on the weekend. So then when it comes to Sunday and you're winding down, I think to myself, why the fuck do we only give ourselves two days off per week? Right. To get our shit done and relax. Yes. Why do we do this, America? Please explain. It it just simply doesn't make any sense. No. And how do you expect us to do the things we need to do, like, at places that are only open from 8 to 5 when we have to work in that time frame? Yeah. How how are we going to make it to the bank? We cannot. Yeah. Can't make it to the bank ever. No. Don't remember the last time I saw the inside of a bank. Well, I had to be inside of a bank a couple months ago, and I was like, I don't know why people come in here. Yeah. But I also had to do it on my lunch break. I had to drive to a different town on my lunch break to go inside of the bank because I knew I wouldn't be able to after work. Right. This is madness. Yeah, you shouldn't have to do adult shit on your lunch break. Your lunch break should be a break. Yeah. To eat lunch and not be working to decompress right there's nothing decompressing about driving to the bank 20 minutes away no there is not and then racing to get back to work because god forbid you be two minutes late oh god for fucking bid please write me up oh okay anyway anyways it's uh still spook season When's this episode come out? The 25th. This is our last one. Oh, yeah. This is the finale, if you will. This is the finale. Oh, my God, you guys. It's almost Halloween. It's almost Halloween. We are actually recording this on... Oh, Siri, I don't need anything from you right now. This is October 10th that we're Mm -hmm. recording, but this episode's not going to come out until the 25th. Look at us being all fucking... We're so ahead right now. Prepared. We got to keep this energy. We really do. We need to act like one of us is leaving the country. Yes. Always. Um, and then when that person gets back to their their home country, we got to catch back up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, That's right. Because I feel like once that person is back, we'll be like evened out again because we will have not recorded for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at least a week. Yeah. We got this. We Yeah. I think we're... For our plan, we will be solid until November 8th. Yes. So I get, yeah, I get back the 31st. I get back on All Hallows Eve. Uh, Dakota and I are going to England and Ireland for the last week of October. That's so amazing. So um, that's why we have to be so prepared. We don't want you guys to like not have episodes. I mean, it was a good excuse to do this too yeah we needed to do it anyway it makes it easier it it makes it easier and in case of an emergency right we don't have to like scramble or do anything weird exactly it makes the most sense please sorry i'm having trouble hearing you the fuck siri (laughs) nobody asked you oh and now she's ignoring me well this bitch never there when you need her no that's right ridiculous she's randomly showing up like what it's so hard to rely on people these days for real please check out our tiktok and our instagram yes send us an email or don't on any of those things i mean this one's up to you yeah it would make us happy that's all yeah um 
we do have a chips corner today and this is in reference to the episode we had on Roland Doe and we were kind of wondering are exorcisms even like a thing anymore and everyone can rest easy knowing that they absolutely are and Chip said the Catholic Church still performs exorcisms but you have to have pretty extensive evidence to why you need one. I want to know what this evidence is. Like, what what's what are the criteria that you have to meet in order to be approved by the DOCs or dioceses, whichever word right. it is, for them to approve you? So, yeah, um, exorcisms are still a thing, and that's great. Uh, you never know when you may need one. <laughs> <laughs> so, just keep that in your pocket. Um, not sure how you set one of those up. I'm assuming just Google your local Catholic church. Do you have to be Catholic? Like what, what's the process here? To be possessed or to be exercised? (laughs) (laughs) To be exercised. What if, what if I'm just possessed, but I'm not Catholic? Like nobody in my family is Catholic. I feel like that would fall under the category of like discrimination. Oh. So I don't know if they'll be like, If you can hear me, (laughs) what is your religion? (laughs) Before we get started. (laughs) Whilst you're pulling out chunks of your hair, can you please (laughs) fill me in on your religious standings? That's great. Like, hey, demon, quiet down for a second. I need to talk to Madeline. (laughs) Are you Catholic? (laughs) Methodist. Are we close? Lutheran. I need to know. I think those are all kind of related, right? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Not interested. Um, right. Yeah. So today we're going to tell you some scary stories. Yes. This is exciting. This is exciting. I contributed absolutely nothing to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so huge, but. I Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, we have to separate priorities. This is true. We are working to everyone's strengths on this show. Yes. Um, so for the finale of our spook season spectacular, we decided I was having a lot of trouble finding a story that I thought would be um, good for the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some that I really enjoyed, like the Witch House of Italy. Okay. And uh a couple of others, but they were all incredibly short. Yeah. And they're not full episode material because there's just not right information on them. So those got scrapped. And I was like, you know what? Let's just take a couple of short, scary stories and put them all in the same episode and just tell them because that's fun. And then, you know, we can talk about Halloween-y stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And tell you scary stories. Kind of like when we did Cropsy. Yeah. Yeah. I like this shit. Yeah. I like a scary story. Our first story is The Bell Witch. Hmm. I feel I feel like my voice sounds like I just woke up. That's probably best for this story. That's true. I did not just wake up. <laughs> if anyone was wondering. It's been a very quiet morning. I haven't really... Well, I haven't talked to anyone until I got here, so. The haunting began sometime in 1817 when John Bell witnessed the apparition of a strange creature resembling a dog. Bell fired at the animal, but it disappeared. John's son, Drew, approached an unknown bird perched on a fence that flew off, and it was of extraordinary size. His daughter, Betsy observed a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an old oak tree. Their servant, Dean, reported being followed by a large black dog on evenings he visited his wife. Why does this sound like Skinwalker Ranch? It it really kind of does. Ev- like, everything that's happened here yeah. is Skinwalker Ranch. That huge fucking bird? Yeah, the bird. I always forget about the, like human-sized bird of Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, the huge dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Activity then moved to the Bell household with knocking heard along the door and the walls. 
the family heard sounds of gnawing on the beds. Okay, well, that's that's weird. Uh, invisible dogs fighting <laughs> and chains on the floor. And at about this time, John Bell began experiencing paralysis in his mouth. Absolutely not. What? The phenomena grew in intensity as sheets were pulled from beds when the children were sleeping. And soon, the entity pulled hair and scratched the children with particular emphasis on Betsy, who was slapped, pinched, and stuck with pins. Oh my god. The Bells then turned to a family friend named James Johnston for help. After retiring for the evening at the Bell home, Johnston was awakened that night by the same phenomena. That morning, he told John Bell that it was, quote, spirit, just like in the Bible. Soon, word of the haunting spread with some traveling great distances to see the witch. The apparition began to speak out loud and was asked, who are you and what do you want? And the voice answered feebly, I am a spirit. I was once very happy, but have been disturbed. Oof. Uh. The entity was well acquainted with biblical text and appeared to enjoy religious arguments. As another amusement, the witch shared gossip about activities in other households and at times appeared to leave for brief moments to visit homes after an inquiry. John Johnston... That's absolutely unacceptable. Un unacceptable. A son of James devised a test for the witch, something that no one outside of his family would know, asking the entity what his Dutch step-grandmother in North Carolina would say to the slaves if she thought they did something wrong. That is very specific. That is also really off-putting. The witch replied with his grandmother's accent, Hut tut, what has happened now? In another account, an Englishman stopped to visit and offered to investigate. On remarking on his family overseas, the witch suddenly began to mimic his English parents. Again, at early morning, the witch woke him to voices of his parents, worried as they had heard his voice as well. The Englishman quickly left that morning and later wrote to the Bell family that the entity had visited his family in England and he apologized for his skepticism. At times, the spirit displayed a form of kindness, especially towards Lucy, who was John's wife. So the witch would say that Lucy was the most perfect woman to walk to earth and would give her fresh fruit and sing hymns to her and showed John Bell Jr. a measure of respect as well. Referring to John Bell Sr. as Old Jack, the witch claimed she intended to kill him and signaled this intention through curses, threats, and afflictions. The story climaxes with the Bell Patriarch being poisoned by the witch, and afterward the entity interrupted the mourners by singing drinking songs. So she's out here with the jokes. She's just lurking. Yeah. I kind of like her. Yeah, she seems cool. In 1821, as a result of the witches and treatment, Betsy Bell called off her engagement to Joshua Gardner. Subsequently, the entity told the family it was going to leave, but return in seven years in 1828. The witch returned on time to Lucy and her sons, Richard and Joel, with similar activities as before, but they chose not to encourage it, and the witch appeared to leave again. I love a good every seven years, every ten years situation. This is giving me very it vibes. Yes. He, Pennywise, likes to operate on a 27-year cycle. You know, Jeepers Creepers. What what's the year mark on that? I I don't know what the year mark on that I one don't is. Either. I haven't seen that in forever. Same. Several accounts say that during his military career, Andrew Jackson was intrigued with the story and his men were frightened away after traveling to investigate. And an independent oral tradition recorded in the vicinity of Panola County, Mississippi. The witch was the ghost of an unpleasant overseer that John Bell had murdered in North Carolina. In this tradition, the spirit falls in love with the central character, Mary, leading her to her death. 
This account of reminiscent is reminiscent of vampire lore. The supernatural powers attributed to the Tennessee spirit have also been compared to that of the jinn in mythology. Jinn or so it's J I N N or D J I N N, which is spirit or demon, supernatural creatures in early pre-Islamic Arabian countries, later Islamic mythology. All right. Um, yeah, that's great. Over here it says ghoul. <laughs> oh, here we go again. <laughs> here we go with the ghouls. I don't like saying it. Okay, I'm ready okay. to hear this one. Okay, so the next... So the Bell Witch is a story I've contemplated doing a full episode on, but there's not enough. That's why we've never done the Bell Witch. Yeah. Um, but I like the story a lot. The Bell Witch, she's got sass. Yeah. She's got a sense of humor. Um, so maybe she poisoned the patriarch, but I mean, come on. You can't blame Uh, it on, on supernatural shit all the time. No. Uh, maybe his wife poisoned him. Let's be honest. Could have. And Very then well could have. she just seized an opportunity. Maybe he was abusive towards her. And she's like, you know what? We've been dealing with this bell witch. I'm going to poison him and blame it on her. Yeah. I feel like that's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, we'll never know. Um, the next story is called The Walking Trees. This seems like it's going to be terrifying. It. This is a good one. So... A group of campers are sitting in the woods, and they're around a campfire, kind of, are you afraid of the dark style? If you were a kid in the 90s, you definitely watched Are You Afraid of the Dark After School. I 100% did. I'm sure it fucked me up, because they did some scary-ass stories on there, (laughs) kind of like scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. They're just fucking us all up. Anyway, so picture that. They're in a circle. There's a fire. Pretty standard. One of the campers then starts telling the story of the walking trees. Now, the walking trees supposedly inhabit the very woods they were camping in. It's a modern-day witch tale. A witch who inhabits the woods was getting more and more fed up with the carelessness of the campers who would litter in her woods. Obviously, she doesn't want trash in her yard. (laughs) One day, when she sees several campers leave behind trash, she has simply had enough. The campers stop in their tracks. They're unable to move because their feet have taken root in the ground, and they turn fully into trees. The witch has cursed them, saying that for one night every year they will be able to walk until they are able to find new campers in the woods to take their place as walking trees and break the curse. Oh, shit. Of course, they don't believe this story. Our campers just get in their tents, go to sleep, thinking nothing of this story at all. One of the campers, Michael, tells his tent mate, Tim, okay, I don't like these names, (laughs) That he's going to go and scare the rest of their group. Scratch on their tent, make little noises, and freak them out. Michael runs out of the tent, and a little while later, Tim hears a muffled shriek. He just shrugs it off, assuming it to be a part of the prank, obviously. The next morning, Tim wakes up, and the tent is empty. Michael still hasn't returned. So he gets out of the tent, and in front of it, there stands a massive tree that wasn't there before. In fact, all around the campsite are newly standing trees, and they are all made of the other campers. Tim tries to get away once he realizes what's happened, but his feet start to take root, and he becomes a tree himself, just waiting for next year. When he can walk. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> it's like a weird story. Yeah, I like it. I liked it a lot. <clears throat> I like that there's like a witch in it. 
Yeah. And there are trees. Like, a witch that's like, I don't understand why human beings suck so bad. Like, why can't you just not litter? Yeah, I mean, she could have turned them into something much worse. Yeah. Not only is she preventing littering. Yeah. Which is a problem. Right. She's also creating oxygen. Yes. With the trees. There's nothing wrong with this. Exactly. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, exactly. save the rainforest. You can only take so much. Yeah. She's just fed up. I understand. I get it. All right. The next one. (laughs) This one sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had to put it in because it's horrifying, but... (laughs) It's called... called wonderful sausage oh my god you know what it kind of sounds like it could be a porn i mean (laughs) so (laughs) i almost just choked (laughs) oh no that kind of doesn't that's weird in this scenario right now Oh, no. Okay. It's taken a turn, hasn't it? It has. I also just read the word finessed. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote this. (laughs) Take it out. (laughs) Finessed his sausage recipe? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, so... You have to read it. We all know that butchery is a fine trade backed by hearty tradition. (laughs) I mean, respect. Um, It's also a unique skill set that allows anyone who masters it access to the exact tools needed to get away with murder. Facts. This is what I think when I think of being a butcher. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, enter butcher Samuel Blunt. Okay. Not to be confused with Sam Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I just like, finesse thing. I just okay. Not to be confused with Sam Franklin, who is famous for bringing Alice the meat. <laughs> I I don't know what this is. Uh, it was just part of the story that I read, and I said, okay, putting it in there. I don't know Sam Franklin or Sam Blunt, but I mean, all right. So uh, Sam B. <laughs> becomes irritated with his wife um so he kills her Uh, (laughs) it just i mean he's just irritated like come on man i i mean this is what you do of course um he of course disposes her body by um making sausage and telling anyone who asks that she just moved away yeah sam i mean he sounds like a real jerk obviously so of course the townspeople buy it but a strange thing happens. Blunt. <laughs> Blunt finessed his sausage recipe. <laughs> and it became a huge hit. Ooh. Greed took over. And he began killing anyone he could to feed his newfound fame. <laughs> oh no, gross. Then one day a boy managed to escape and Blunt went after him into the town where everyone could see him. It dawned on the dim townspeople that they had been eating human meat all along. Oh, this is this is very Sweeney Todd. This this is exactly why I put this in. Right, I love Sweeney Todd. Um, seeking revenge and one last taste of the special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> seeking revenge. And also seeking one last taste of that special sausage. <laughs> it's, it's impossible to say that. <laughs> they fed Blunt to his own grinder. I mean, you, this is what you get, Sam. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot going on here. And the most appalling part being that in the process of exacting revenge... The townspeople have become what they once abhorred, and it is also pretty worrisome that this entire town is now just fucking down with cannibalism. 
Yeah. I mean, first of all, this story is hilarious. I mean, it's I can't so. Believe I read something like that out loud. <laughs> Down with cannibalism. Um, I don't even remember where I found this story. Honestly, I saved it like all of our sources, obviously, yeah. but um, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> First, obviously, I read it and I thought Sweeney Todd. Instantly. Love it. Yeah. Um, it's the best pies in London. <laughs> I am going to try and get to Fleet Street whenever Absolutely. we are in London, first of all. The best part about that movie is the chair. His barber chair. And he pulls the lever and yeah. he dumps the people down. The way that they filmed the Tim Burton version is so hilarious. Because it's very, like dramatized like the blood does not look real and it's not supposed right. to and when they hit the floor after they slide out of the chair it's just so like they just like hit so hard and bounce and shit it's <laughs> yeah i i always laugh really hard and mm. this is probably a problem it's a red flag it's a red flag <laughs> But I just it's so outlandish the way they do it cuz it looks so fake um, <laughs> anyway, okay, so our last story, and then we're going to talk about Halloween shit, but our last scary story, uh, is a throwback to our episode on Cropsy, and it is from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Hell yeah. So obviously as a child, we read these books, I was like fourth grade, just nine years old, reading these books. <laughs> the fuck is wrong it was in the library of the elementary school yeah it was and there's tons of them tons of them i do, simply do not understand they there were like petitions i remember specifically because obviously i'm the harry potter generation like they were coming out and i was of age with the characters right. so uh i remember like people petitioning to have Harry Potter removed from the library mm -hmm. because it was magic. And I'm like, first of all, how many of your kids watch Disney? Because right. every Disney film has magic. Yep. So just, okay, way to be hypocritical here, Mary. The Bible Belt. So there was like all these petitions to take Harry Potter out of the school library, but... We could read Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah, that makes no sense. None at all. There's a story where a scarecrow comes to life and peels the skin off of the people that made him. Yeah. In a children's book. <laughs> and we're worried about HP. Skin peelers, you guys. <clears throat> that story's called Harold, by the way. <laughs> it's horrifying. Of course it's called Harold. It's considered the scariest story in all of those books. Ooh. And uh, I agree. Well. But this one is pretty scary, too. And this one is called The Hook. And I think you know where this is going. Yep, here we go. Okay. So the reports had been on the radio all day. But she didn't really pay them any attention. Some crazy man had apparently escaped from the state asylum, and they were calling him the Hook Man. He had lost his right arm, and it was replaced with a hook. Good replacement. Makes sense. Love it. He was also a killer. Everyone in the region was warned to keep watch, report anything suspicious. But this really just didn't interest her. She was more worried about what she was going to wear on her date. Okay, but dude, I dude wrote this. Yeah, fucking shit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, after several consultation calls with friends, ugh, she chose a blue outfit in the very latest style and was ready and waiting on her porch when her boyfriend came to pick her up. They went to a drive-in movie with another couple and then dropped them off and went parking on the local lovers' lane. Adorable. How antiquated. The blue outfit was a hit, and she cuddled close to her boyfriend as they kissed. 
to the sound of romantic music on the radio. This is the perfect setting for the beginning of a slasher film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The announcer then came on the radio, interrupting their romance, and repeated the warning she had heard that afternoon. An insane killer with a hook for a hand was loose in the area. Suddenly, the dark, moonless night didn't seem so romantic to her. Lover's Lane was secluded. It was off the beaten track. A perfect spot for a deranged madman with a hook to lurk. So she pushed her boyfriend away and said, maybe we should get out of here. The hook man sounds dangerous. And he says, oh, come on, babe, it's nothing. Trying to get another kiss. Okay, fuck you. (laughs) So she pushed him away again. No, really, we're all alone out here and I'm scared, she said. They argue for a moment, but then the car shook a bit. As if something or someone had touched it. She gave a shriek and said, get us out of here now. And her boyfriend said, geez. (laughs) In disgust, well, this guy's a real dick. But he turned the key and went roaring out of lover's lane, screeching his tires, a.k.a. throwing a fit. And they drove home in complete silence. When they pulled into his drive to her driveway, he refused to help her out of the car. Uh, okay. He was being so unreasonable, she fumed to herself. She opened the door indignantly and stepped into her driveway with her chin up and her lips set. Ugh. Whirling around, she slammed the door as hard as she could, and then she screamed. Her boyfriend leapt out of the car and caught her in his arms. What is it? What's wrong? He shouted. And then he saw it. A bloody hook hung from the handle of the passenger side door. Mm. Shit. So aside from the fact that this was clearly written by a man, uh, super scary. A little scary, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of killers with hooks, hook hands. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Killers with hook hands, that's a that's really horrifying. This is why you don't go out necking at night. No, neck in the day. Yeah, neck in the daytime. Um, if you must do it at night, go to a, I don't know, a lit parking lot, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Front row target. Let's, let's say a rule of thumb is don't go in the woods. Ever. Just uh, just stay out of the woods. Yes. Period. The woods is for the animals. And the witches. The, the witches. They can, um, they can, the witches can take care of themselves. Right. They're not scared of a hook man. No, they are not. But if you do not have the magical gift, steer clear. Yeah. If you are a human, just leave the woods alone. Yeah, no woods. No woods for you, my man. None at all. Yeah. Ooh, I remember reading that story uh, as a youngin. Mm-hmm. And I also, around this time is when the I Know What You Did Last Summer movie came out. Yeah. So it was like extra kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Because that movie and then the story and also I was nine well, so yeah, uh, I haven't watched that movie in a really long time, but it was one of my favorites when I was little. I uh, haven't seen that in years. Yeah, and probably couldn't even remember most of what happens in it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Maybe I'll watch it later. There you go. Uh, I do typically have a series of movies that I always watch around Halloween. Same. Um, I know what you did last summer is just never on the list. No. It doesn't have to be, like, Halloween season to watch scary movies. That's that's right. And I feel like that is one that you could watch in March, maybe. Yeah. It's a springtime scary movie to me. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I mean, there are just 
better scary movies. That one just is a little bit nostalgic because I really enjoyed it as a kid. Right. Um, but Halloween is reserved for, like, the heavy hitters. Yeah. Of the horror genre and also just regular Halloween movies. Exactly. You know, obviously The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, classic. Right. Gotta watch it. I love Charlie Brown, just in general. Yeah, adorable. Uh, The Charlie Brown Christmas, hands down my favorite. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I just really love whenever they're like, they're at school and they're dancing and each Peanuts character has one dance move that they just keep doing. (laughs) It like shows all of them on in like the gym and they're all dancing and they all just have like one move and i just really love it (laughs) i love that that's a really random reason to love you know that movie but i do whatever stands out (laughs) that one that did (laughs) um what movies do you always watch well obviously nightmare before christmas Yes, the great thing about Nightmare Before Christmas is that it is both a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. It is both. Um, now, that movie plays in my household all the time just because my kids love it. True. Um, so definitely that along with all other Tim Burton movies, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweeney Todd, like we talked about earlier. Yep. Um. Hocus Pocus, obviously. It's a classic. It goes without saying. Yeah. And I, for some reason, see, like, the scary movies that I remember most as a kid are Jeepers Creepers. That is very, like, Halloween-specific vibes to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure why, but it is. Yeah. Especially the fir- just the first two. I think there's... I don't know how many there are, because I only watched one. Yeah. Just the first one. And I only watched it, like, once. Maybe twice. So, I don't... I remember the basic premise, but I don't remember the deets. Yeah, it's... It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. That guy really freaks me out. And also, that song... Oh, yeah. It's so incredibly creepy Mm -hmm. that that's the song that plays. Of course. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's why they chose it. Right. These people were thinking it through. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I don't typically watch Jeepers Creepers, but maybe I will. I don't know. Now that I'm, like, borderline living by myself. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I have to be very specific because some movies you don't want to watch when you live by yourself. Yeah. I would also like to say that it's not Halloween specific, but just, like, spooky season specific i love re-watching the walking dead this time of year oh yeah the walking dead especially um the the very first season of that show yeah perfect perfect television like i really love now this is very specific i really love like when it's actually fall time and it's like cold-ish mm-hmm. having like my living room window open like, in a hoodie, Mm -hmm. daytime. Yeah. Watching reruns of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I love doing that. Yeah. It's weird. I think zombie cinema, whether it's The Walking Dead or whatever zombie movie you like, is the most rewatchable. Yeah, I don't know. It's not scary. No, it's not scary. It's just the right amount of fucked up. Yeah. I love it. Like, there, there is that element of adrenaline that happens right so that's the part of the scary genre that you get with a zombie film without actually being afraid right like no one's like oh my god what if there's a zombie out here right but if you watch like when a stranger calls you're like what if somebody is fucking calling me from inside my house right right Right. i don't know i mean cell phones (laughs) gotta make that a lot more tenuous but (laughs) like you never know. Like, oh my gosh. It is so funny you say that because my friend, my Canadian friend, Tyler, um, his gamer tag has always been Ghostface because he loves slasher films. Yeah. And for some reason, when he texted me the other day, the name, like the name in his phone, 
the fun. name in my phone for him is Ghost with a whole bunch of O's. Mm-hmm. And he texted me, but it wasn't coming up. So it was just, it looked like a fake number because it has a Canadian area code. Right. And um, I was like, who is this? And I was like, well, and then he told me, because it finally popped up. I said, well, your name didn't pop up on my screen for some reason. And he was like, Scream really never would have worked in this day and age. Like, you get a text and your phone says, maybe Billy Loomis. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I know. Scream is such a good movie, by the way. It is. I, it's not scary. It, it is towing a really weird line between... A horror film and an almost spoof. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's a really weird line that yeah. that, that movie is towing. It's so campy. I yeah. just... I really enjoy the first Scream a lot. It's been, it's been a minute before I've seen that. Yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. But I really, really like it. Uh, one of the most disturbing scenes of that movie that stands out is that girl is trying to get out of, like, the doggy door. In the garage, oh, yeah. and then the garage door starts opening, and she's like squished. Mm-mm. Oh, it's it, no, thank you. It is horrifying, <laughs> actually. Is. That's like the worst death in that whole movie. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. No, thank you. I should put Scream on my list. I should watch. I should watch it. That's one of those ones that I could watch and not like be freaked out. Yeah. Because it's just. It's not full horror. Right. That's true. So. But I always watch Practical Magic. That's like one of my faves. I actually just watched that a couple months ago. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. It's always great. Always. Sandra, it's a classic. It's a classic. Sandra Bullock is so good. Yeah, she is. She's so pretty. She's so pretty. So it kind of makes me hate her a little. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> How how do you get to be so pretty? Yeah, like just perfectly dark hair, a perfect face. Excellent eyebrows. Very symmetrical. It's unfair. It is unfair. Sandra, what are you doing? This is outrageous. This is outrageous. Sandy B out here. <laughs> I'm just so pissed about it. And she's funny, too. She is funny. That You can't be that hot and be funny. No. No. It's just only she can be. Only only she can. Yeah. And she's like fifty now. I know. And then I see pictures of her and I'm like, fuck you, Sandra. Yeah. Get out of here. I hate I fully hate you. Disgusting. Yeah. So gross. And you're in one of the best witch movies ever. Yeah. Cool. Cool mm-hmm. for you. I just don't understand. I really want to like live in that house and just be a witch. The house in that movie is amazing. Yeah, it is. The ocean is near. Yes. It's got, like, all the gardens and the it's botanicals. It's probably chilly there a lot. It's probably, yeah, it's probably in New England. Mm-hmm. I think it is. I think it is New England. Yeah. I want... You just want to be that. I'm salty. I understand. Ugh, gross. Oh, I, w- I put on here to talk about the new Hellraiser. So I recently saw an article that they were remaking Hellraiser and that a woman was going to play Pinhead. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. You've never seen Hellraiser? I don't think so. It's weird. Hellraiser. So when you are, it's like, it's, I don't know. I can't explain Hellraiser. It's so fucking weird. It's like Labyrinth meets horror. Although Labyrinth itself is incredibly oh, so this terrifying. Is old. Oh, it's old. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know if I've seen it, but I have seen this. Pinhead. Yeah. Pinhead is one of the scariest things I've ever seen as far as like horror movie villain. It's definitely different. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? It's very, it's like horror sci-fi. There are ten. Mm -hmm. There are ten. Yeah. It's like uh, the Friday the 13th and the Nightmare on Elm Street. There are just so fucking many. And I love Friday the 13th. Like, I 
have always gravitated more towards a slasher mm-hmm. just because it's it's not like psychological in any way. I it just is straight up slasher. I also, for some reason, this just popped my head. I really love watching Shutter Island around Halloween. It's not really a Halloween movie, but it like gives you that like suspenseful mm-hmm. vibe. It's a real like it's not scary. No, it's not scary. It is like a mind bender. Yes. And it's creepy. It's got like it's like always raining and right. like creepy vibes. And there's like hardly any color in it. Yeah. You know? It's very like muted tones. Yeah. Yeah. I could see I could see that. It's a good one. Um I know, like, a lot of the channels on cable will run Harry Potter around Halloween. I always just prefer to watch Harry Potter around Christmas. Okay. I feel that. Uh, I don't know why, but I just do. I think it's just the time of year. Yeah. Yeah. So. I really love watching Harry Potter at Christmas. Which, what's weird is the first two films have a... have really excellent Christmas scenes Mm -hmm. and shows like the decor that they put up also the fourth one because the Yule Ball but like and the later movies it's not a focal point right like they cut that out because it's not super necessary to the plot that's true so you get zero Christmas in like five six and seven yeah (laughs) and eight but I feel like I just like it. I feel like it works for both. Yeah, I agree. It's like Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. You get very few movies that work for Halloween and for Christmas. Right. But those two do. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. We would love to hear what movies you guys watch around Halloween. Yeah. Like, send us a DM on Instagram or something. Yeah. We know know you're not going to email us, so I'm just going to stop asking. Yeah, we're going to stop asking for emails. Um... I, last year I made, like, a full list, literally, of Mm -hmm. movies I wanted to watch in Halloween season. I think this is because of Caleb. Yeah. He, him and Whitney, his wife, they just, well, first of all, they're always watching horror films, Mm -hmm. because that's who they are. But during Halloween, there are very specific ones that they always watch, and so he would, like, tell me the list of movies. Oh, this is, these are the five movies we're going to watch this week. And so then I was like, well, I'm going to do that, too. Yeah. And then That's I... so cool. Yeah. I love that. It's very cool. But they watch, like, some weird, like, niche, niche, niche <laughs> horror films. And I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> but I did ask randomly. I don't remember how the topic of this specific film came up. Uh, if he had ever watched The Human Centipede. Because it's a horror movie, mm-hmm. but it's one of those where I just I got a just, very uncomfortable look on my face. I wish everyone could have seen it. It it looked, yeah, she was very uncomfortable. He's never watched it. Oh, he hasn't. No, and I was kind of surprised, but also kind of not. I was, I don't know. I was like on the fence, not sure. I if, feel like he should. Well, I think he just he. Knowing the premise, I think he's like, I'm good on that. Well, like, I'm not I can gonna, understand that. Like, he's watched the full gamut, almost any horror film that exists, even as far back as, like, old, old, old films. Mm-hmm. Like, watched all of them. But that is the one where he drew the line. He's like, sorry. Like, can't do it. I've never seen it either. But I absolutely know I could not handle it. I feel like everyone should draw the line when it comes to that movie. Absolutely. Find something else. Just, just don't. Who is like, fuck, I really want to watch Human Centipede right now. I'm, that is a huge, that's a red flag for me. If you feel that way and you currently know me, (laughs) well, please stop knowing me. (laughs) I feel like if I met someone and in conversation it came about that they have watched the Human Centipede start to finish, I'm peacing out. Like, imagine if you're like, like you go on a date. And, yeah. you, and you're Netflix and chilling afterwards. And they're like, do you want to watch Human Centipede? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I might leave all of my shit and oh, just yeah. run away. I'd be like, keep my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm running away now. Bye. I would rather run into the woods <laughs> yeah. and take my fucking chances, not only surviving, but avoiding witches and animal attacks man. and the hook man <laughs> than to sit at a house of a person who is like, we should totally watch human feed. <laughs> I feel like Hookman is much better company. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> He's at least got goals. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! The if you don't know what the human centipede is, which don't. you've been living under a rock, uh, just read the premise. Yeah, that's all you need. Google it. Just the blurb. Read the blurb, and you will never ever need to know anything else about that movie. No, move. Move on. Yeah. Oh. Don't think about it again. Yeah. Everything will be okay. You will recover, I promise. You will recover. <laughs> you might not, though, if you attempt to watch it. So, please Like, don't. who wants to warm up a hot plate of leftovers <laughs> and sit down on their couch and turn on Human Centipede? If you are doing that, please see yourself out. Please see yourself to some therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could all use a little therapy, probably. Right. But especially. Mm. Oh, I just got, like, a little bit nauseous. (laughs) (laughs) I like, seriously thinking about that movie and then also mentioning food. Oh, my God. It's... I've never even seen it. (laughs) See, I could say that because I have not eaten today. Yeah. And I went to brunch. Yeah. Great. With the gravy. (laughs) Oh, no. I can't eat my leftovers now. Yes, you can. Just don't turn on human centipede. (laughs) Turn on practical magic. (laughs) Never eating again. Oh, well. Cool. This is... (laughs) Super glad that I brought that up. Well, now that I would really like for that to be the last thing on everyone's minds. Same. Um, so please follow us on all of our social channels. We would love it very much. Yes. Um, and Haley and Ariel, we would like for you to know that we are going to be dressing up as you two for Halloween. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, I feel like Ariel is probably taller than Haley. Um, so She's just like... She's probably the same height as you. Okay, so she's definitely taller than Haley. Yeah. So you'll have to be Ariel. I'll I'll definitely be Ariel. Okay, great. I'll like get some drumsticks, you know. Yeah, I'll get like a paintbrush. Oh, we see, we have this on lock. We love you guys. We love you, and um, <clears throat> everyone out there, please, please be kind to each other, and stay weird. Okay, goodbye. Bye.